Yes, we are live for the first BBL Supercoach round one preview stream. It's BBL Eve, big horse, and with all the news coming out daily at the moment, it's been absolute chaos, but there's plenty to talk through, mate. What's on tonight? What are we going through? Oh, isn't there? We're talking through the latest injury news, adjusting our predicted 11s for like the 20th time. We will preview each matchup, reveal our final teams, and answer everyone's questions live right here. Braino, let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, officially, welcome to the Insight BBL Show. What a, what a time. The first live of the season on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm the Supercoach Brain. You can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the biggest of the horses, Mickey Dell. First live app, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Not going to lie. I love that we've got a lot of people in the comments already gearing up, ready to go. But, geez, there's been some changes over the past even 24 hours, hasn't there? Oh, mate, it's, it, I was starting to feel pretty good about my team. You know, we've done a lot of research and we've looked into this a lot. And mm. then uh, it feels like every single day, maybe the last week or so, something's happened where a player's either been signed or a player's out late or they, we find out they're injured. And uh, then it changes my team. And, and the structure of our team obviously changes as well because you, you're kind of relying on a few of these blokes that are relatively cheap to kind of buoy your more expensive players. And uh, the structure kind of gets mucked up completely, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a little bit, but we need everyone to stay tuned because we've got some news straight off the press tonight that has only just broke that will impact sides. Yes, big time, big time. Mate, before we dive into that, of course, guys, hit subscribe and like and follow and review us and do all those things to, to help us. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you do like the content. And of course, if you haven't joined the Unlimited group yet, please do. There's plenty of uh, prizes up for grabs. 482267 is the Unlimited code. So jump in that one. Click in the link in the description if, if you're not really good with numbers like me. You can just go into the description below, click the link, and it'll take you straight there. So happy days. Um, we're giving away. Are we giving away a weekly prize as well as a couple of overall prizes? Oh, shit, yeah. Every week. Whoever gets the top score gets a free prize. How good's that? Thanks to the standard squeeze as well, a little combo pack, or they can get themselves a little bit of a, a four-in-one happening here, kind of a little thermos thing that uh, keeps your drink cold or it keeps your coffee nice and hot. So happy days from them. And we're giving away a Supercoach ring for the overall winner as well, aren't we? And uh, I don't know. I think I – did I put something on Twitter earlier that uh, said if we get to a certain number, we might throw in an extra little supporters jersey there for the winner? I think, I think we I did. Have, have mm. we reached yet? I don't think so. Get us to 400, though. Uh, everybody can see how many people are in the league. So if we get to 400 by the time the first ball is bowled tomorrow night, we will chuck in a supporter jersey for the winner as well. So make us pay up. I'm just going to make Mick pay for it, by the way. It's not going to be me. It'll be the big horse. He, he can fund sound, that. So You sound just like my missus, mate. Good work. <laughs> make the man pay up. Um, <laughs> guys, lastly, jump, uh, jump in the Discord. Uh, you know, with all the chaos and everything that's been going on over the last four weeks, really, that we've been looking at this, things have been changing daily. Uh, I can guarantee, so we're going to re reveal our teams, as Mick mentioned earlier, but th they might change by tomorrow night. You know, we're going to be making decisions really late most of the time. We're going to see that the toss has happened and we're going to see a team list named and I guarantee you at least once or yeah. twice throughout this first round, we're going to see a player in our team and we go, fuck, they're not named. And we're going to have to pivot on the fly. We're going to have to move really quickly. So in the Discord, 
Mick and I are going to both publicize every single move that we make throughout the first round just so that we're transparent and everybody knows what our team looks like. So jump in the Discord. The link is for that is in the description below as well um, so that you can get access to our trades, our final moves, our captains, all that kind of shit too. And we've got an awesome Ripper community in there as well. So, um, yeah, mate, there's uh, a bit to talk about. So we probably should dive into the news, shouldn't we? Let's get straight into it. It's time for some news from around the league. All right, do I look like I'm reading news with glasses? Does it make me look smart? You look really nerdy, and I find it really attractive. Oh, love that. All right, we're here. We're here for it. I better take him off. I don't want to get you too excited. Uh, Now, the the guys, the latest news, of course, is brought to you by Bonus Bank. Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. Uh, And match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle as well. I'm sure not many people knew, but it makes you risk-free and tax-free money every single week. And with the help of Bonus Bank's tutorials and their tools, you can find edges on enhanced odds, sign-up bonuses, uh, money-back guarantees. You can do all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can actually create an account on bonusbank.com.au. You go to their website and you can create a free account, make your first 75 bucks on them. Uh, In addition to that, if you want to sign up to one of their premium uh, or their premium subscriptions, you can get 25% off your first month by using the code INSIGHT. So jump on those guys. Uh, on average, Bonus Bank members make up to two and a half grand in their first two months, which is massive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. give Bonus Bank a crack. Can't hurt, can it? Make a free account, uh, see how you go. I signed up, I used the code, and I won't say I've made that much money, but it's nice. Mate, a little bit of extra cash, mate, for beer. That's that's all I need, really. Uh, by the way, are we going to get a beer sponsor? Matty O'Brien, Matrix, Supercoach Matrix from the NBL show would very much appreciate a beer sponsor. So um, I know that the man sinks uh, probably more tins than I've ever seen any human sink in their life. So definitely help the man out. Get him some free booze. The man is piss fit. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah, we had that weekend on the Gold Coast with him. That was fun. Um, mate, let's dive in. People are here to listen to the news, so let's let's give them the news, mate. What's happening in the Brisbane heat at the moment? Because I just feel like every single day something else changes. Yeah, well, get this. Michael Nessa could be named Thursday night for the Brisbane heat after withdrawing from the PM's 11 with Thornus. Who drops really? out for him? Has Josh Brown won the opening spot for round one after his 150 balls in the trials? Pearson was quoted today in saying that Paul Walter is a great hitter of the ball and really handy to have as an extra bowler when required. What does that scream out to you? Does that mean he may be used if others are getting belted around the park or he is going to be used to fulfil some overs in the middle? That doesn't fill me with confidence. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I've had, I reckon Paul Walter's been one of the only players that hasn't left my team. And, um, and until now, um, you know, I'm probably a little bit more apprehensive about his role now. I was, I was really hoping that he was going to be the fifth bowler. Um, and look, he, he really still could be, he still could be the fifth bowler. They could be just talking in terms of, oh, he's not going to be a frontline quick. We're, we're not going to use him in the, you know, the first power play or whatever. So you just don't know what kind of context this conversation has been taken out of, but yeah, it does put question marks in your in your head about his role now as an extra bowler when required, rather than mm-hmm. yeah one of the frontliners. So, uh, but again, the guy hits such a big ball. I think he's going to bat six or seven in most of the games in the first round, and he's got three cracks. I think he's pretty safe as as a guy who's going to play all three games as well. So, uh, I mean, there isn't a ton of risk there. But I mean, if you're hoping for him to be batting six, getting a really good knock every single game he plays, and getting his four overs, I, I'm, I'm, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So. No. 
uh, you've got to be okay with him getting a couple of overs and batting at seven. And if you're okay with that, he, he's a pretty good option. For sure. Now, Spencer Johnson's also been a bit of a flavor of the month type and um, no better example than by the recent social media post that showed him bowling at 145 kilometer an hour in swinging, in swinging Yorker, sorry, that knocked over, was it Brown in one of the trial matches? Yeah. Yeah, mm. uh, I don't know whether it actually no, I don't know whether it was Brandon. It might have been Jack Wood, but even even so, like that one ball doesn't it just spark a lot of interest in? Uh, yeah, you know, everyone everybody remembers really that this guy can bowl gas. Um, mm. It's like everyone forgot from last BBL to this one that the guy bowls quick. So yeah. um, look, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I wasn't toying around with getting him into my team. Just and we'll talk about him a little bit more soon. But yeah, you're right; he's not going to play all three. But even if he does play two, let me ask you this. With these Heat guys that are likely to not play all three, but they play two, is he still? Uh, would you pick him if he was on a ga- on the Stars or the Renegades? Would you pick him in your team? Because talent, technically, yeah. you've got to treat him like a double game week player. You do. you do on talent, yes, but I've still got question marks around his fitness. Like we brought up on previous pods that he's never gotten through a full season without being hurt. So for me, I'm one that likes consistency and likes my players playing. So. The ceiling might be higher with someone like Spencer Johnson, but continuity-wise and guaranteed points-wise, I feel like there's more of a risk there. So if you're someone yeah. with bigger agates than me, go nuts. I hope he plays well for you and scores your big points, but he's not there for me. Yeah, um, quick uh, little comment here from the the Whisperer here. Uh, with Walter being iffy, you're more keen on Kuhneman for safety. And I'd probably say if you're, if you're a conservative super coach player, and you want to have the safer option, Kuhneman, for sure. He's going to play all three. He's going to bowl four overs in every single game as well. He's their frontline spinner. Um, he'll probably tie up an end as well and get through his overs pretty quickly. So there's plenty of value in a guy like Kuhneman in that team. Do you agree? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I'll throw some stats out later. We've done some digging, and uh, the stats that I've found will back up your theory. Very good. Mm. Um, now, these guys that are coming back in for game three, the PM's 11 guys. Um, Nathan McSweeney, Jimmy Pearson, and, and uh, Matty Renshaw are going to come in and play game three. Now, that pushes out probably Wildermuth, I would say, unfortunately, which uh, Wildermuth 91k dual position bat bowl. Like, he, he would be a good option if he was playing all three games, but I don't think he does. Um, and Josh Brown, who's very popular as well. I think he definitely doesn't play in game three purely because you're going to see Renshaw and Colin Munro up the top of the order, I think, in game three. So we'll... we'll We'll talk in depth about our predicted 11s for each game as well because Heat have three different lineups for three games, don't they, in this first round? They do. We uh, encourage everyone to hang around because, as Nath just said, we've got a list, we've got team sheets of who we believe will play in each and every game. So we will go through all of that. And, guys, we've got heaps of comments coming in. We appreciate it. I'm starring them all. I promise we're going to come back to it. We just want to keep the keep things flowing for now um, because there's a good chance we might answer these naturally throughout the episode. So we will come back and we'll answer all the questions at the back end of the show. So, so stick with us. Um, mate, the Melbourne Stars. Now, this has been a little bit of a tricky one, hasn't it? Because I've been looking at both of these guys, Asama Amir and Harris Ralph. Um, that, now, they were confirmed to land in the country in the last 24 hours. And um, Peter Moores, the coach, has basically said they're going to need to be assessed before declaring whether they're available. Now, on the back of that, these two guys from the Pakistani Cricket Board have been given their no-objection certificate, thankfully. So that's why they're here. But uh, there's a little bit of a, um, I I suppose, a spanner in the works, isn't there, Mick? 
There is. I, I think I'll let you run with it because you're the one that discovered it. I can't take the credit for this. But which Pakistani star player is not on the team sheet for round one? Or game um, one? Unfortunately, Harris Ralph, not named. So they've, they've just, Melbourne Stars are the first team to release their squad, their 13 or 14 man squad, I think it is, that they have to release um and uh, 24 hours before the first game so yeah <laughs> brent's all over it ralph is out game one confirmed by the stars so Osama amir has been named in the squad but harris ralph misses so <clears throat> excuse me if you uh if you were banking on harris ralph a little bit like me i yeah. kind of liked him as an option um mm -hmm. yeah you, you probably need to look at Mir now or look somewhere else uh, and i don't mind Osama amir as an option too we'll probably talk about him a little bit later but mm -hmm. unfortunately you're only going to get one of the two pakistanis in game one um, which makes things even harder to predict what this lineup is now going to look like from game to game in their double game week, doesn't it? Which it does. yeah. again makes things harder to pick your starting team. So yeah. you've got to be flexible. Now, um, mate, a bit going on in the Sixers land as well. Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, James Vince will suit up for game one after flying in late from the T20 tournament in Abu Dhabi. Steve Smith will play game one before moving into the Australian camp before game two. Naveed has landed in the country, so will likely be available for game one if needed. And passing our condolences to Ben Dwarshus and his family for the sudden passing of his dad. So from us at the Insight Fantasy Sports team, mate, our best wishes with your family in such a sad time. Yeah, that's that's awful. No one should ever have to go through that. So, um, yeah, full thoughts out to, to Benny Dwarshus and the family there. Um, I guess when we talk about super coach implications, James Vince should be either batting, uh, he should be opening the batting or he should be batting three. Um, it just depends where Steve Smith wants to bat. Um, so basically Steve Smith probably will open the batting. I think he, he did so well for the Sixers last year, ruining my super coach season, didn't he? So mm -hmm. thanks for that, Steve. Yep. Um, he'll play game one and then he'll piss off into Australian camp for game two. So that'll open the door then for, for someone else. Um, yep. But you mentioned Naveed's in the country now. This is an interesting one because we'll talk about the injury news very soon, but it seems like St Stephen O'Keefe. Now, the enigma that is Stephen O'Keefe. The bloke's never played a full double game week in his career. So yeah. there's every chance he lines up in game one and then disappears in game two. So Naveed could get one game. Sock could get one game. We just don't know. Um, so there's a lot of volatility there in the lineup. I'd probably be passing on both just to, from a, for, just so that you're certain on your other picks, you know, are going to get their games. Yep. hundred percent. And look, I wouldn't blame Ben Dwarshus if he missed this game as well. You know, yeah, we don't know when the funeral is yeah. going to be. So look, uh, mate, take your time. Um, but mm -hmm. that probably opens a door there for another quick, um, at the Sydney Sixers, but I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at any of their other quicks aside from Curran and Abbott. They're the, mm -hmm. they're the two for me that are the goers. And then I think you probably pass on everybody else. Yeah. Do you reckon there's a chance then if Dwarf just doesn't play that Enriquez, Moises gets a bowl? Oh. He's um, been bowling pretty well. Yeah, he has, but he doesn't like bowling himself. I mean, you just mm. you look back in previous BBLs. He could easily could have bowled in a few of those games there last year and the year before, but um, yeah, he he hasn't. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like Jack Edwards probably gets a role before Moses does. To be honest, yeah. So maybe that opens the door for Jack Edwards to get some overs, mm. and that that makes him a very intriguing option, doesn't it? At sixty two k, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We'll talk about him soon. Um, now let's move on to the Renegades, mate. Very popular. Mm. Our picks to win the comp. Your boys. Now, yes, sir. We initially we initially thought that Quentin DeCock wasn't going to be here for the full round. Now the news has come out that he potentially will only miss game one and could be back as early as game two. What does that do 
in terms of your moves now? Because, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but doesn't that affect Joe Clark and his ability to get some extra points behind the wickets? Yes. I hate it. Like, it's it's shit form. Just give us a team that's going to play every player two games so we know how we're going to structure our sides instead of a little bit of guesswork. But it is what it is, and they're the cards we're dealt with. Joe Clark might be worth a little play even without the clubs, though. Like, round one last year, he scored 100. Mate, quality player. And just remember, we were all thinking that Quentin de Kock was going to be here. And we were still pushing the Joe Clark agenda, saying that this guy was going to be good. And yep. there's no doubt that he will be. So I don't necessarily have a problem picking him as a bat only, especially with Renegade's draw being they've got five games in the first three rounds. So I think we still need to be looking at him. He's only 11% owned, by the way. Like, that's pod territory for Joe that's Clark, pod, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, a, for a team that has the most games in the first three rounds. That's very nice. So definitely still looking at Joe Clark. Um, now, Nick Maddinson's been rumoured to open the batting with Quinton de Kock missing the first game, but it kind of makes him now a placeholder for Quinton de Kock when he comes back, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not ideal. Like The, the man's going to play, but with Quinton de Kock coming back, where does that mean Maddo's going to bat? It's, it's, yeah, it's insane. So what we'll see is we'll probably see Maddo open the batting. We'll see um, Fraser McGurk. He might bat three or four. Now the word out of um, mm-hmm. Renegade's camp is that Sean Marsh is ready to go. He's fit. Or I mean, okay, sorry, I should rephrase that. I don't know whether Sean Marsh has been fit in about 10 years, but he is capable of walking onto the field and doing a job. So it looks like he's going to line up and bat at three. So if he bats at three, Fraser McGurk probably does Fraser McGurk bat four or does he bat five? Four, I'd probably five. argue maybe Fraser McGurk bats five, Aaron Finch bats four. That's probably yeah, um, the way I see it going in that. round one in game Which one. Which then does that, does that limit Fraser McGurk's ability to score highly? Because Absolutely it does. Bowls, so, yeah. Now there's a big, um, there, there's a couple of stat, fun fact stats here that uh, last year, the top 20 overall point scorers in Supercoach were all dual position players. Every single one of them. Now, we're looking at bat-only players at, like Jake Fraser McGurk, and yes, he'll make money, and yes, he's dirt cheap, but you've got to have the role. For me, if he's not batting in the top four, it's really hard to pick a bloke like that. I would much rather Jack Edwards, if he gets the role, obviously, and let's just say he gets he, the word is he's going to get a bowl and he's going to bat six or whatever. I'd probably prefer that with a chance of him bowling. He might even get a late dual position change, maybe through the middle of the season or something, if he bowls regularly. Um, I much prefer that than Fraser McGurk. If Fraser McGurk's batting three or four, he's in my team. But if he's batting five or lower, I'm probably going to pass and look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Take us through strikers, mate. So strikers aren't really relevant in the first round, but they're a stash, aren't they? There's a couple of guys you could stash for their round two double. Yeah, huge stash. So you've got Ben Menenti and Cam Boyce fighting it out for the frontline spin option in Adelaide with a number of bowling options. One quick may miss out due to this. Thornton, Agar or Payne. I don't think Payne's going to sit, given that they've signed him. Yeah. Agar's, no when he's on, he's 150 north. Like, he's sharp, sharp. Lance Morris territory. Thornton, we know, he bowled pretty well last year too. So where, where would you go with this? Like, I'd say Ben Menenti probably going in as the leading spinner there, and Cam Boyce probably misses out early on. Yeah, it sounds like they're looking at one of the two. Um, but we need to remember that Darcy Short and Matt Short both can bowl. So there, I think there's a little bit of risk going with either of these guys, considering they could easily just go, you know what, Matty Short, you take some bowling load. 
Um, you, you bowl the power play or whatever. He does that really well. He did it last year. Opened the bowling for the, the strikers last year on a number of occasions. You play your three front line quicks in Thornton, Agar and Payne. And um, you use the shorts to get your overs through. And you, we've got to remember as well, James Baisley is going to be back in round two. Mm-hmm. From all word, from his hamstring injury. So he's a, a great all-rounder. We'll get through his allotment. And you've also got Jamie Overton in that lineup there who can bowl. So the my concern now is... Do they even need men into your boys? Or do they just strengthen up the batting and just rely on their three quicks and part-time spinners? Well, neither of them really fill me with much confidence, so they could. Yeah, me too. It's I have Ben Menenti on my bench at the moment. Um, I, I'm nervous about it. I'll, I'll say that. But the good thing is in round one, we've got unlimited trades, obviously, as long as the players don't lock out. So you can pivot and you can make moves within the same team or within a team that hasn't played yet to make sure that you get your squad sorted for game one. So I think we need to be have our head on a swivel, I think, in uh, in game one, or round one, I should say. Now, um, mate, Scorchers, a little bit going on in Scorcherland over in, uh, over in the West as well, mate. It's actually doing my fucking head in because there were yep. two of these guys that were absolute locks for me, and now I'm really unsure on either of them. Mm-hmm. So Lance Morris has been elevated into the test squad, which I love a lot. Conley waxed 90 off 50-odd nuts the other day. So he, for me, probably looks locked into opening the batting there. Okay. Eskenazi signed, but he was injured at the time of signing, so not sure whether we're going to see him in game one. Does it hurt Whiteman? Yes. Will Whiteman play first game? I think so. Do all these quicks being available hurt Hardy's bowling stocks? I'm going to throw it to you, mate. What do you reckon? Oh, mate, there's so much moving pieces, isn't there? Like, mm-hmm. First thing, great for Morris, but they've got so many... Their fast bowling contingent is so deep. They've got Matt Kelly there, just ready to go. You know, and, and the rumour was he was injured, but I think he, he recently bowled, didn't he, in the in the intra-squad game. So I think there's a very high chance he could actually end up lining up in, in game one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Jai Richardson, you've got Andrew Ty, you've got Jason Berendorf. I mean, you tell me three other frontline quicks that are better than them in the competition. You can't. You can't. No. They're the best fast bowling contingent in the competition by a country mile. Now, mm-hmm. the the unfortunate part of that is rotation. There's every chance there that one of these guys has a rest every now and again. So you can't get any certainty. I think the only guy you can be certain on is Andrew Ty, um, purely based on previous comments from last year. The guy's pretty fit. He gets through his games. He didn't miss a game last year either. So we can only go on that. Um, the Cooper Connolly comment's inter- interesting. You think he might open the batting. I don't know whether he does, man. I don't know whether he does. I think maybe you could see Eskenazi and Whiteman up the top in game one. Um, and then we could see Cooper Connolly at seven, potentially. Now, this is all lying on the fact that Ashton Agar doesn't play. Because if Ashton Agar plays, where does Connolly fit in? Because Ashton Agar bats seven. So, no. how does that play out? He's opening the batting. I need the Fuck coaches so, to hear mate. this. I need him in my team. Yeah. I fucking hope so. Because uh, he's in my team at the moment, Cooper Connolly. Yeah, for sure. Um, Whiteman's been in my team for most of this, most of the off season, but uh, I've recently taken him out purely because Zach Crawley is due back round two. Now, Eskin- now the question becomes: Does Eskenazi kind of beat out Whiteman to that opening spot? Now, Whiteman's been in incredible form. He's been so yeah, fucking good in domestic cricket. He's also the captain of the WA captain. Warriors. Yep. I mean, do they, and Voges is the, also the coach of Western Australia. So, like, do you go with what you know as Voges? Yeah, I think. Or I, do, you yeah. go, do you go with the overseas signing? No, I think, I think you're right. 
I think would it be appropriate for me to say that Eskenazi can fuck Rodofsky and just let Whiteman and Conley go nuts? <laughs> I'd enjoy that. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your last question on, do you think these all of the quicks lining up for Perth hurt Hardy's bowling stocks? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, Cooper Conley should get overs. Um, Ashton Turner can bowl. He probably won't, but he can. Uh, I don't think he does. I don't think that really hurts him too much, but... You've got the four frontline quicks we mentioned. You've got Matt Kelly. You've got Jai uh, Richardson. You've got Andrew Ty. You've got Jason Berendorf. And there's a very real chance that all four of them line up in game one. Um, and then you've got Conley to bowl his overs. Hardy then becomes the sixth bowler. And uh, look, there's every chance he might bowl one or two, but he's no chance of bowling three to get his economy rate bonus. No. So I actually, as soon as that news came out that Matt Kelly was healthy, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm off Hardy. And it might hurt me because the guy's good enough to be a bat only and you still pick the bloke. He top scored last year in the BBL. But I'm just a bit nervous now because I, I really want him as a bowler in my team. There's so many good options that do both this year. Uh, I think I'm just going to maybe wait until his price comes down or at least get a little bit of a look on what this rotation looks like first. For sure. Uh, Sydney Thunder aren't super relevant anyway, so we can move through them. But Bancroft and McAndrew will be basically both finished playing the PM's 11 game. So the PM's 11 game is in Canberra, and this game for the Thunder is at Monica Oval. So they'll basically be in Canberra already. So Bancroft and McAndrew will come straight back into this team. Um, Zaman Khan, who's come across from Pakistan as well, he's got his no-objection certificate. He's going to play the first four games for the Thunder. Um, and then he's off. So Pakistan haven't granted any more than four games for any of their Pakistan or any of their international players in the BBL, unfortunately, which is a disappointment. But mm-hmm. um, that that leaves us with Thunder, mate. And look, no one's really picking too many Thunder players aside from Tanvir Sanger, so we can probably pass that one through to the keeper. Now, I think so. um, we have got a ton of injury news and things to talk about, so let's rip into that. Hayden Kerr. Uh, likely to miss round one, the news is, with a side strain. So he's been nursing that side strain for uh, the last few weeks now, and he recently got pulled out of the Shield match. Um, Does this open the door for Jack Edwards? I mean, for me, it does. Yep. Yep, and we'll see with our team reveals later on, but he has just secretly made his way into the horses for courses for round one. Ooh, love that. Love the team name as well. Very nice. Mm. Um, Now, another one for the Sydney Six is Sean Abbott. He came home from India with a niggle with a minor injury that wasn't publicized. So it doesn't seem like he's 100%, but the good thing is he's gone and he's played in this recent interest squad game, I think it was. So um, yeah. that maybe he can't be that bad. Yeah, so yeah. Can't, be, can't be that bad. Hopefully they're, they're ramping him up to get ready for, for game one. So Sean Abbott, looking like he could be ready for game one. Do you pick mm-hmm. him? Yes. Okay. I mean, he was in the must-haves when we did the bowler pod. I, I don't think that he changes. I, he's, he's a quality player. So mm-hmm. um, we can bank Sean Abbott. Now, sure, uh, Stephen O'Keefe, he's got a finger injury. He's touch and go for round one, like we mentioned. Now, if he doesn't play, surely Joel Davies gets a look in. You would think so, yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, he could be the easiest little like-for-like swap. Joel Davies, left-arm orthodox spinner, can hold a bat. Mm-hmm. Um Naveed's also in the country, so could replace him as well. Um, Naveed played for the Sixers last year as well, so there's a little bit of familiarity with them. There's just a lot of question marks, isn't there? So we'll see what that... Luckily, they play the second game of the round, so we can have a nice early look 
We don't have to yeah. commit to anything and we can adjust as we go. But you're not picking Stephen O'Keefe at 170K. The bloke yeah. doesn't play consecutive games, so you probably need to let that one through. But Joel Davies or Naveed could be both really nice options too. Yep. Now, tell me about Kane Richardson, mate, because I, I don't know. Is there anything going on with him? Glute injury, I think it was, from India? Yeah, it was. There's a whisper that he may miss game one, but I'm fairly confident that he's going to play. If he doesn't, I think you'll see Peter Siddle come into the side. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. I think mm. Siddle will play um, every few games as a bit of a kind of rotation replacement. We know that yeah. Richo has been injury prone in the past, so I don't know whether he strings together a ton of games. So he'll be ready to go. You know, Tom Rogers, if he goes down, you've got Sid- it, Siddle's a great replacement to have there sitting in the wings ready to kind of step in, isn't he? So mm-hmm. you've got two quality international spinners in Uraman and Zampa over at the yeah. Gades. So they're not short of bowlers. So, um, do, I mean, Kane Richardson's been in our team a little bit. Are you still looking at him? Yes, I am. Yep, I've gone really bowler heavy, uh, looking at uh, bowlers in particular that are going to bowl some death overs. So we'll get into that shortly. For sure. Yeah. Um, Sean Marsh, we mentioned, hasn't played any cricket. Mm-hmm. None. No no cricket in WA. Um, but he's been cited in the nets at Renegades training and also we've just got word that he's pretty much good to go for game one. So... Makes things interesting for Fraser McGurk, doesn't it? We talked about that already. So that's a, a little bit disappointing on the Fraser McGurk cheapy um, realm. I might still take yeah. a punt on him depending on what happens with Edwards. Edwards and Fraser McGurk are probably that kind of seventh option on your bench, aren't they? So it's probably the safe move. Luckily, they're playing against each other. So you can make that decision when you see the toss and who's batting where. Sure. Um, now... Hamish McKenzie, Ashton Agar, and Matt Kelly all bowled four overs yesterday in their interest squad game as well for the Scorchers. So we thought Hamish McKenzie was going to be out for the season with a uh, back stress fracture, I think it was, wasn't it? Ashton Agar's been nursing a calf. I can't remember Kelly's injury, but these guys all bowled four overs. They got through their allotment. I'm assuming they're using this as a bit of a fitness test to see how they go. Now, the word is, and we want to thank Honeyball for all the content they're putting out because they've been covering this news like no tomorrow. Ben from Honeyball's done a cracker job. So, yeah, ripper job. Um, mm-hmm. Ashton Agar could probably miss game one and be ready for game two. I think that's the reality here, which, again, throws question marks up with Cooper Connolly's role. So that's that's my concern there with Cooper Connolly. I'll probably still take a punt on Connolly mm-hmm. just due to the fact he's dirt cheap, dual position. Could probably still play with Agar. He might even force somebody out at the top of the order. Maybe Eskenazi and Whiteman end up opening the batting and that becomes solidified through both games. Who knows? So um, worth a watch in game one. And the last, I guess, injury here is Ollie Davies. He fractured his finger in a shield game for New South Wales, but apparently he's going to be good for game one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, racing the clock, but he was said in an interview that it hurts a little bit, but it's his pinky. So I, I'd say there's probably a little bit less impact there on his pinky finger as opposed to like a thumb or a forefinger. So probably, um, should be good to go. Should now, be. um, that takes the injuries, mate. Now, uh, one of my favorite segments that we've, uh, that we're going to be getting going very soon is a deep dive with a big horse. And mate, you've been known very well for your numbers and your deep dives on stats, mate. So let's, let's rip into that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do a um, transition video. I, I was short on time, but you can have that. I like it. What better way than to start us off than by throwing a few stats around for round one, hey, Nath? So for those sure. of you that are fading Jai Richardson, the last time he played the Renegades at Geelong was in 2019-2020. You know what he scored? No, tell me. 190. 
Oh. So this is the next time. He hasn't played at Geelong since, but if you know that a capable, a fast bowler is capable of scoring 190 at Geelong, he's done it before, you wouldn't fade him round one, surely. He'd nearly be up there with your captain choices, wouldn't you think? Uh, he may have the orange armband mm. on mm. for uh, brain ball this year. Yeah. So, mm. so let's uh, let's get into someone else, hey? Matt Kuhneman, with his first three games here at the Gabba, Adelaide, and Monica Oval. So I'm going to go through his stats at each of those three grounds, right? And you fill me in whether this fills you full of confidence or whether you're going to fade him. So at the Gabba, his last five games, one for 17 off two overs, two for 31 off four overs, one for 32 off four overs, none for 38 off three overs, and none for 23 off four overs. He's getting the economy bonus bar one game there, plus wickets. Very handy. I mean, yep. he's the safe option, isn't he, at the heat? I think we he mentioned is. at the start, um, Whisperer asked who uh, whether you'd rather Walter or Kuhneman as a safer option. I think Kuhneman probably is a smarter play. Yep, for sure. Uh, we haven't even got started with Adelaide Oval yet. So Adelaide are known for having the short square boundaries, but his last three there, he's gone none for 17 off two, three for 47 off four overs, and two for 26 off four overs. So serviceable and quite good for a spinner there with short boundaries. And his last four at Monica Oval, sorry, in Canberra are as follows. And our mate Brent, shout out to Brent, who's from Canberra himself. One for 23 off four overs, one for 35 off three overs, one for 15 off four overs, and zero for 21 off two overs. Out of the, what, 12, 13 games that I've just shouted off to you, He's got the economy bonus in nine of them and taken wickets in all bar two games. Handy. I mean, mm. you know what you're going to get from him, don't you? You know you're going to get your one for 25 to 30. That's that's pretty mm. much it. That's what you're going to get from him. One, And he might jag a two for or a three for every now and again. He might tie up and end. His whole job in this team is to tie up and end so that Spencer Johnson can basically come in and uh, do the damage. Basically, they've got some really attacking fast bowlers. So you tie up and end with Kuhneman for four overs. That's Before you know it, you're eight overs deep into an innings with Kuhneman tying you up at one end. And you realize, fuck, I've got five, six overs left to actually have a crack here. Yeah, and right. you've got Nisa coming in at the back end of the, the innings, you know, getting three junk wickets in the, at the death. So, that, you know, it's, it's yeah. the perfect role for him. And I think if you're a patient super coacher, yes, we have nine rounds. We don't have 14 or 13 anymore. We've got nine. But in saying that, I think nine is plenty. Um, you can have a con- conservative pick or two. And I think Kuhneman is one of the perfect ones to pick on a triple game week oh, in round one. Now, we do have a source who has detailed to us that Jacka Edwards bowled his four overs in the Sixers' last practice match, which included him bowling in the power play and in the surge. Could be a really nice pot at 62K. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him a little bit, haven't we, already? But. Yeah. For me, for me, like uh, I mean, intra squad matches, yes, they're important, but there's also some some guys in there that aren't of BBL standard. Um, no offense to them, but they're they're filled with a few great cricketers and a few guys that are up and coming through the squads and stuff. So, I mean, you can take it with a grain of salt, but it's good to see the trend that he's actually bowling. I think that's probably what I wanted to see from him the most is that he's actually rolling the arm over and getting a crack. Um, I and like I said before at the start of the episode, I think that he bowls before Moses Enriques does. So, which is which is positive, and the the good thing is we're seeing some recency here. That's right. Two more players I want to talk about: Nathan right. Kudanile, 
from the Melbourne Stars, the rival of the Renegades. So I'm just going to go through some game one or week one stats of Mr. Kudenile, NCM, as he's known by his friends. So 2002 in game one, three for 19 off four overs with 11 dots and one catch, 15 off 11 with the bat two. Game two, two for 24 off four overs with eight dots. Fairly handy. Game one, 2021, two for 27 off four overs with 10 dots. 2020, game one, four for 10, man of the match. This bloke loves playing early in the season and then just turns to shit. I don't mind this pick if you want to get spicy. Yeah, the, the price puts me off a little bit. But when you look at the stats, you could just take a punt on him in round one as a super pod. Um, mm. And then you can move him on. You plan to move him on. Or you use him as enough for your loophole because the stars have the, the buy in round two. So you, you could do that. Um, yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, your last one, though, is the one that intrigues me the most. And I'm scared as fuck to start with this guy. But I feel like I can't not. I feel like I've overcommitted or overinvested yeah. in this guy. Yeah. Go on. Break my Same. heart. Josh Philippi. So we see he's over 50% owned, but I'm going to shout some numbers out you as to how he's performed this year. So with the bat, this is all digs he's had this year, right? Four, eight, three, 22, one, one, zero, 61. Yeah, good work. Raise the bat. Zero, six, 22, 14, 24. You take out that 61. And he's averaging 10. Ugh. I mean, some of those scores, correct me if I'm wrong, they're against India T20 team, right? Mm-hmm. So international team, I'll give him a break. I'll cut him a break on that. But the rest of it's domestic cricket, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's in piss poor form. I, I, when you're looking at Philippi, you, all you do is think about Sydney Sixers, Philippi, and the BBL. You don't think about Western Australian shield cricketer, Philippi, do you? So... No. Um, yeah, I, I have him as an emergency bench loop at the moment purely because I want to have a bite at the cherry and an opportunity potentially to fade him if he doesn't do well or loop him in if he does because he's so heavily owned. He's 50% owned right now. He's the uh-huh. second highest owned player in Supercoach right now. So for me, I'm like, I saw the comment from Matty as well. That's good. Yeah. Um, for me, I, if he does well, I can use his points and I can follow the 50% and I don't get antipodded. Or if he does shit, I can play Cooper Connolly, which is my plan at the moment, um, and hope he outscores him in a double, hopefully bowling and batting. Um, so that way then if I, I don't have to copy shit score with the 50% that own him, but I can copy his good score with the 50% that own him. So That's I feel right. like his his ownership is is enticing enough for me to maybe use him as a bench loop. Do you think that's the safe option? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Now, um, mate, I love that. That was good. little deep dive, some fun stats there. So Kuhneman, pretty good option. Nathan Coulton-Isle, nice little pod there. Probably a bit expensive, but hey, if you've got the cash to splash, take a punt. Jai Richardson, probably need to get him, don't you, to start. You need to just pay up and get him in your team. So Chuck the C on him. Yeah, before you continue on, just four walls uh, from Fluro agrees with me. His form is dog yeah, shit. Yeah, Philip, his form is dog shit. Yep. Yeah. Sure is. Absolutely. Now, um, mate, we should dive into and preview these games, shouldn't we? Um, So let's go and do that when I can find the right bloody button to press. Oh, 
Cracker, isn't it? Does that give Richie you tingles Benner. down your spine? Yeah, that, that is Richie Benner, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, the, the game previews and our predicted 11s are brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. Now, I'm sure, look, you've wondered probably which bank is the best bank. You've probably also wondered if your dream home is even affordable. It, if you have, look, welcome to the club. We all, we've all had these feelings before. And the good thing is you can talk to our friend Ryan from Astute Newstead. Uh, he's going to give you confidential lending assistance with absolutely no obligations attached. You don't have to get pigeonholed into one lender. Ryan's got access to over 50 lenders on panel, including all of the major banks, and he does all the heavy lifting and hard work for you. And the best part, he doesn't even charge a fee. So reach out to Ryan on Astute Newstead on Instagram, at Ryan Astute Newstead, or send him an email at ryanh at eganwealth.com and use the code INSIGHT to get yourself a free, no-obligation consult. Thanks to Ryan for supporting the show. And we both yeah. use Ryan ourselves personally. You can personally vouch. Yeah. Top bloke. Very good NBA 2K player. Um, yeah. Questionable COD player, I've heard. But uh, we'll let him slide on that one. And shit ass on the golf course. Maybe O'Brien or the Matrix will be able to back me in on that one. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard the stories. Yes. Now, um, mate, do you want to take us through? Heat, heat versus Stars is the first game. Now, the beauty of it is the Heat on the triple. We've got them first game. We can have a nice early look at what their team looks like. Mm-hmm. The problem with this is it's going to be different every game. It so is. do you want to take a punt maybe on how uh, how these teams match up or what the predicted 11 would be? For sure. So starting game one, round one, we've got, for us anyway, Kawaja and Brown opening the batting. Labashane at three, Munro at four, Billings at five. It's going to be a toss-up between Wood and Bryant at six. My gut says Wood, but we'll see how we go there. I'd Walter love that, dual position, 60K. Yeah. Get him my yeah. team. Uh, Walter at seven, Bartlett at eight, Wildermuth at nine, my boy. Kuhneman at 10 and Spencer Johnson at 11. For you, Nath, you reckon that's pretty spot on or can you see the Brisbane Heat going another way? No, I think that's pretty spot on. Kawaja and Labashain in that top order and that top three make things pretty tricky, don't they? So it's it's hard because they're going to be replaced in game two and three. So that that's probably where all the chaos comes from with this lineup. So, um, but yeah, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's a, it's a shame we see Sam Billings dropping down the order. Now there is a very real chance we could even see Josh Brown not line up in game one, even though he did whack that hundred off fifty rocks in the trial. We could yeah. see Usman open the batting with Colin Munro. We could see Marnus at three, Billings at four, and then we potentially could even see Jack Wood at six, Maxi Bryan at five, Walter at seven, or Walter can bat as high as five or six. So there's a, a few moving parts in the middle order, but at the moment I think Josh Brown's earned that opening spot. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. How do the stars now, line up, mate? Yeah, the stars. Let's see how we go here. Tommy Rogers and Sammy Harper, one and two. Maxwell at three. He's come out and said that there's a potential to, for him to bat there, which I really like. Larkin at four, Stoinis at five. We might talk about this in a minute. Hart, Cartwright at six, Dawson seven, Kudanol at eight, Osama Mir at nine, Paris at ten, and, well, I guess ha- Harris Ralph's out now, so could they go a Rokikioli or however you pronounce his surname? Uh, which way yep. do you see them going there? <laughs> I'd say they'd probably replace him with a like-for-like. Like. I'd say they want to get another quick in for Harris-Ralph. Uh, I think the Osama Mir could have been replaced by Roccaccioli maybe, but it looks like Osama Mir's in the squad. So um, there's every chance I think Harris-Ralph gets play, uh, replaced by – what's the young fella that's – oh, no, he misses game one, doesn't he, because he's in the PM's 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Let's have a look at the squad very quickly. Where'd we find it? Might need yeah. to maybe move on think, and we'll come back to that in game two. Yes, Steckity, but yeah, he's 
He's in the PM. Stekety's in the PM's so, 11. Well, you know yep. what? Um, Paris can bowl the right arms. Kudanile, he's opened the bowling before. Cartwright, we've seen bowl. Stoinis, I think he bowls. Like Ollie Stone. Ollie, so Ollie, Ollie Stone, Stone is the it? one who has come in and replaced Harris Ralph for, for game one. So I'd say okay. that there's a very real chance that Ollie Stone replaces him and, and um, plays in game one, potentially. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're missing Harris Ralph. They're missing uh, Steckity, Boland, Webster. So uh, Larkin hasn't even been named in this squad, by the way. So um, the the squad that's been released about half an hour ago as we went live. So mm-hmm. very interesting watch here um, to to see how this all lines up. But I, Joe Burns has been named. I think Joe Burns has a real chance to probably bat at three and Maxwell slides down to four. Or even there was news potentially. Uh, yeah. Brody Crouch, Corey Blackledge in the chat. Brody Crouch is an option, absolutely. But there was news that Marcus Stoinis might bat three. Yep, came out just recently. So if you see that he is batting as high as three, oh, he's coming in. Yeah, I top. think the only reason we faded him was because he was at five, right? Yeah. So if he bats three, I'll probably just get him in um, for sure. But yeah, no, that, that sounds pretty spot on, mate. Uh, Sixers Renegades. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the Sixers, mate. Well, we've got... Philippi to open up with Steve Smith, I think. We've got James Vince, who is uh, in the or is on the way. He will be landing, I think, Friday. So, uh, oh no, sorry, Thursday. He'll be landing tomorrow. So he'll be ready to go. He'll probably about three for the Sixers. Uh, Moses Enrique's at four. Jordan Silk at five. Then we've got a toss up between Jack Edwards and Daniel Hughes. Daniel Hughes scored some runs recently in the intra squad match. Jack Edwards bowled relatively well in the intra squad match. Um, so it's a bit of a toss up there. But Edwards could realistically bat six. Tom Curran at seven. Then we've got a, depending on whether Sean Abbott is fit, uh, we could have Abbott at eight or Joel Davies. Then we've got Benny Dwarshus. We're not quite sure on his status, so we'll just assume that he's going to play until we know otherwise. Um, at nine, then we've got either Naveed or Stephen O'Keefe at 10 and Jackson Bird at 11. So a few moving parts there. And uh, it's pretty hard for us to know because there's a lot up in the air with the sixes. But um, I think their top order is pretty solidified while Steve Smith is there. And then... Your guess is as good as ours with who comes in with Curtis Patterson, Daniel Hughes, Jack Edwards. Any of those guys could bat top three when Steve Smith exits for uh, for the game two. For sure. Tell me about my boy Renegades. How do you think they're going to shape up? I reckon they're going to. I reckon it's not going to be necessarily a tough or an overly tough game or as tough as they would have expected the Renegades. Um, I see them winning this one. I think purely because Stephen O'Keefe obviously is questionable. Sean Abbott's questionable. Um, Benny Dwarshness potentially is questionable. We've, we've got a lot of moving parts in the Sixers lineup. Their bowling lineup isn't solidified. So I think the Renegades could actually get a, and with their strong batting order, could actually get after the Sixers nice and early. So uh, Joe Clark opens the batting with Nick Maddinson as Quinton de Cox missing. Uh, Sean Marsh at three. Jake Fraser McGurk or Finch at four. And five. So um, I'd say Finch four, Fraser McGurk five at this stage. Jono yep. Wells at six, uh, Will Sutherland at seven, Rogers at eight, Richardson nine, Zampa ten, and Majib at 11. And this is the same lineup for both games. No one's going to be missing unless Quinton DeCock comes back in. I would say yeah. Quinton DeCock comes in and opens for game two. Fraser McGurk drops out, Maddinson drops to five. Yep. Nailed it. Let's uh, move mate, on. Do you want to? Yeah, you want to take us through strikers and heat lineups? I can. So the sole game for the Adelaide Strikers, we go with the short boys at the top, Matt and Darcy Short, Chris Lynn at three, Adam Hose at four, Kelly at five, Overton at six, Menenti batting as high as seven. Harry Nielsen is an interesting one, batting at eight. 
you don't often see wicketkeepers batting so low, but here he is batting eight with not much else to offer. Where's Agar at nine, Thornton at 10, and the pain train at 11. I don't mind this side, but I don't really see them doing too much damage early on. For the Heat, there's not much changing here apart from the obvious and Labashane and Kawaja uh, leaving. So we've got Brown and Munro, one and two. Hearn at three, which I'll get Nate to dive into shortly. Sam Billings at four. Bryant comes up to five. Jack Wood at six. Walter at seven. Nessa, eight. Bartlett, Wildermuth and Kuhneman. We don't see Nessa playing all three games. So we see Nessa potentially playing one and two, maybe missing the third. Nath, what's your opinion on Nessa? Do you think he plays all three or do you think they rest him for a game or...? No, he doesn't play all three. Not a chance. Uh, I, I don't think Cricket Australia would let them. <laughs> the bloke has pulled out with um, soreness, we call it. Not even an injury, just soreness. Uh, so he won't play the PM's 11 game. Now, my, my concern is that maybe he isn't ready for game one. And that would be ideal because I'm not picking him if he's not playing game one. Um, but there is every chance he plays game two and three. Now, um, that just throws a, a ton of stuff around in, in this team. And... You know, a player or two misses out here. This is their weakest lineup in game two for the for the Brisbane Heat. So yes. that's why we see Lachlan Hearn here, who's been played. He's their local replacement player, who will probably come in and, and bat three. Uh, I think Charlie Wakeham is another one, another option there. But I think Hearn might get him on form. But um, yeah, look, I pick Nisa in my team if he plays game one. But if he's not named in game one, I don't pick him. I need certainty for my round one side. I don't want to lock in a guy that could potentially even not play one and not play two. There's no guarantee he plays game two either. He might just come in and play one game of the round. That's the last thing that you want on your team. That's right. Um, We'll move on. Renegades and Scorchers. Renegades team does not change from what we believe in game one. The Scorchers, Eskenazi and Whiteman to open the batting with Hardy at three, Inglis at four, Turner at five, Evans, Conley, Richardson, Ty, Kelly, and Berendorf. Fuck, that's a good bowling attack. That's probably <laughs> up there with the Renegades for the most well-rounded side in the comp. Yeah, I mean, they're, I like their uh, middle-order batting. I'm not a huge fan of their top-order batting. I mean, look, Sam Whiteman's in great form, don't get me wrong. Steve Eskenazi, I can take him or leave him. That's why I kind of think maybe there is a realistic chance that Connolly and Whiteman might just keep the opening gig mm-hmm. uh, in, in through the full round one. If they do... That's fantastic for super coaches um, because Whiteman's been in cracker form and so is Connolly. So I don't know whether they play the form or whether they get the overseas replacement player in. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, these quicks, if all four quicks line up, um, we've got to look at obviously whether Ashton Agar plays. I don't think he does in round one. I think they're going to get, or sorry, game one. I think he will play game two, but um, then that means we've got to question what's going to happen with Connolly then, which... Is another issue in itself. Thanks, Supercoach, again for yeah. fuck but us. For those of you listening in, subscribe to our Discord. The link will be down below. We will be on the Discord all day tomorrow, throwing out everything that we have to ensure you pick the right team and teams that are available or players that are available. Nate, throw us into the uh, the game that's being played at Bloodstone Arena. Yeah, it's um, Hurricanes and Sixes, mate. We've got uh, Caleb Jewell and McDermott opening the batting. We've got Matty Wade at three. Sam Hayne at four, Tim David five, Corey Anderson at six, Chris Jordan seven, Nathan Ellis at eight, Paddy Dooley, everybody's favourite spinner at nine, uh, Riley Meredith is fit 
and ready to go at 10. And then we've got Peter Hatzoglu at 11. Yeah. Um, with the sixes, mate, the only changes here I can see with Steve Smith coming out of this lineup is that we see James Vince shift up to open the batting with Josh Phillippe. We see either Curtis Patterson or Daniel Hughes come in and bat three or Jack Edwards potentially. Uh, we've got Moses Enrique's four, Silk five, and then we've got either Edwards, Hughes, or Patterson at six. Um, I'm going to say the way that it goes could be Hughes at three, Edwards at six, Patterson misses out. That's just my prediction based on his form. Um, Tom Curran, seven, Abbott or Davies at eight, Dwarshus at nine, Todd Murphy comes back into the lineup, I think, at ten. Um, and we've got to look and see whether Stephen O'Keefe is playing in the first game or the second game that could shake things up here. And then Jackson Bird at 11, so he'll play both games this round. So that's that's how we see them going. I think the Sixers will probably be too good for the Hurricanes in this one. Yeah, I think so. Whatever happened to Billy Stanlake? He, remember how he popped on the scene, played for Australia, was bowling some real heat, and then sort of just disappeared? Yeah. Guy bowled gas. Um, I think he had some fitness issues last year. I think he was injured. Uh, Billy Stanlake and the word injury have just been uh, paired together for the majority of his career. So unfortunately, he's just succumbed to that. But he's fully healthy and ready to go. So we might see a little bit of him this BBL. Hopefully we do. Roll us into Thunder and Heat, mate. Tuesday night. I've just lost where I'm at. Thunder and Heat. There we go. So Thunder, Bancroft, Hales, Sanger. Oh, it's a toss-up between Ollie Davis and Nikataris for me at four. Ross Gilks, the wicketkeeper, at six. Daniel Sams, who will be, who we believe will be the most owned player come round four at seven. McAndrew, Green, Khan, and Sanger, who I fucking love watch bowl. Jeez, he's he's just awesome, isn't he? Even in India, on spinning decks where you'd expect a spinner to bowl well, but India being such good players of spin, and yet he's Bar one game, his run rate was at seven. Like, just incredible. Gun. Gun. Absolute gun. I mean, look, the inner leggy in me absolutely is probably biased towards loving leg spinners much more than I love quick bowlers. Um, but in saying that, Tanvi Sang is a serious talent, and I think he's going to be something pretty big for us in the in the yeah. future on all three formats. So um, I like him, and he is in my team at the moment on the bench. So um, definitely – worth uh, worth looking at. But yeah, I agreed with Kai in the chat. Only reason that it's a toss-up between Davies and Nikotaris is because of the hairline fracture. So we mentioned that at the start of the show. Um, mm. You know, if Ollie Davies is fit, he's locked into that four spot. Oh, Absolute sure. weapon. Yeah. Um, now, Brisbane Heat's third game. Um, again, they'll have a different lineup, but they'll have probably one of the stronger lineups they have. All their PM's 11 guys come back into this squad. So we'll see Colin Munro open with Matty Renshaw. We'll see Nathan McSweeney come in at three and also a handy bowler. A little bit underrated, Nathan McSweeney. I think he could provide them a little bit of an extra option there. Sam Billings at four. Um, He will lose the gloves, uh, unfortunately. Maxie Bryan at five. Jimmy Pearson at six. Paul Walter at seven. Nisa at eight. Bartlett, nine. Johnson, 10. Kuhneman, 11. You know one person we haven't talked about here? Mitch Swepson. Not once have we named him in our best 11. I actually don't see him in their best 11. I don't either. No, absolutely. And it, what is he, 71K? People are, oh, fuck, he's so cheap. You know, he's played such good cricket in the past, but there's a reason why he's so cheap. That's right. Uh, four letters, and it rhymes with hit. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Wait, uh, take us into the last game of the round. It's a, We've got a full week of BBL before the round ends. Big round. How good. 
I love it. I can't wait for it to love start. It. But Stars and Scorchers, Wednesday, 7.15 at the G, the home of cricket. Tommy Rogers and Sammy Harper opening the batting with Glenn Maxwell at three. Webster back at four, who before PMC was locked into my side. Unfortunately, we're going to see one game out of him, but may look to get him in later in the season. Stoinis at five, Cartwright six. Dawson, NCN, our boy at eight. Osama Mir at nine. Steckity at 10. And if Ralph's in and available at 11. Perth Scorchers, do you see much changing with their side for their game too? Uh, or a little <laughs> bit. It, it all depends on Ashton Agar's fitness, really. Uh, I think Eskenazi probably opens. Uh, I wish he doesn't, and I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong because it's good for super coaches if Connolly and Whiteman both open. But I feel like Eskenazi opens, and then Connolly and Whiteman are probably battling it out for that other opening spot. You've got Aaron Hardy at three, Josh Inglis keeping wickets at four, Ashton Turner, the captain, at five, Laurie Evans at six. Then you've got Ashton Agar at seven, which I think I think he'll be fit for game two. Uh, then you've got the four quicks. You've got Richardson, Ty, Kelly, and Berendorf. Now, not great for Connolly here. But I think realistically, we look at Connolly's form in domestic cricket and in these intra-squad matches that they've been playing. Fuck, the guy's a weapon. He's he's the future of WA cricket, this kid. So I think they'd be silly to be playing a Sam Whiteman, no offense to Whitey, who is a 32-year-old versus Connolly, who can also bowl and provide them a bowling option. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got to go with Connolly, don't you? Maybe it's my bias because I just really want the bloke picked for my super coach team, but I don't know. No, I think it makes sense. Yep. Um, mate, we're, um, we've got tons to get through. We've got an awesome amount of questions as well to get through. So you want to mm-hmm. fast track these team reveals a little bit and we'll just, let's just go through let's them. Uh, we'll talk through them without putting them on the screen just because it might be a little bit easier to run through them. Okay. Um, but what we will do no, no, again, Let, we can put them in put Discord as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will be putting them in the Discord 100%, but let's just put them up. We'll just we'll work it out. It's all good. All right, so... Um, Oh. Do you want to start with yours, mate? Yep, I can. So for those for of you it. that can see the screen there, I'm starting with Billings on field with Whiteman as my emergency in my wicketkeeper's positions. Sam Billings, yeah, he's been in ordinary form, but we've seen him in the past. It takes one lap sweep, takes one cover drive, and he's off. So fairly comfortable having him in my number one spot in the wicketkeeper position. Sam Whiteman there, cash gen, he'll make me some coin and then move him on. With my batsman, I've got Curran. We've gone through his numbers previously. What did he average in the West uh, West Indian um, comp? It was like 109 supercoach or something like that. Just yeah. ridiculous. How can you say no to that? Um, at this stage, I've got Hardy, but Hardy may change into Nessa if Nessa starts game one. Munro. If necessary. It is necessary. I like that. Well done. Um, Munro's there. He's my lock as one of the only batsman only um, plays that I'm going to carry through this. Maxwell, no need to explain that. I've got Loopy Connolly there at the moment, purely because I want to, like you, I want to have a look at Josh Philippe first. So I'll get two cracks at Philippe before I need to worry about moving bits and pieces around as my loop. And then I've got Jack Edwards there. We've spoken about him before. He bowled his four overs in the practice match. The guy's been in good form. He's made some really good runs this year as well. So at 62K, someone that can make me some money, someone that could bowl, someone that could potentially, if he is bowling or three or four overs, come into consideration for economy rate bonus and points for wickets. He's a good fielder. I really like that. Strong team, mate. Liking it. Thank you. With my bowlers, 
Uh, as we said before, I've got the uh, the armband in soccer terms, I guess, whoever watches that game, for Jai Richardson. My God, 190 the last time he played at Geelong. Jeez, I hope he goes close to that this time. Shawnee Abbott, I've got there as well, hoping that he comes up. If he doesn't, I was going to move into Dewarshus, but if Abbott's not right, that may be my Nessa move and I keep Hardy. We'll see how we go there. Again, I'll be detailing everything in the Discord. Kane Richardson, I'm fairly confident, will play. We've gone through in previous podcasts as well the reason why I'm going with Majib over Zampa. For those of you that are just tuning in for the first time tonight, I believe with Zampa being the premier leg spinner in the world in the T20 format, teams are going to play quite defensive against him. And if him and Majib are bowling in tandem, I feel like teams are going to go after Majib a little bit more, which for me screams wickets. It screams opportunity and points. So really, he's in for me and hasn't really moved alongside Kuhneman. We went through Kuhneman's stats before. Chowdhury's there is my loop, which I can move pretty much anywhere by the wicketkeeper position once I see how Philippi goes with his batting. And Tanvi Sanger, yes, he is only on a single, but this man alongside Daniel Sams, for me, is going to be one of the most owned people or players come round four. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. For sure. Team's looking good, mate. And look, and, and just to caveat this with the fact that these teams will likely change as the round goes on. So like Mick said, jump in the Discord description below. Click the link, you're, you'll be in. Um, <clears throat> so you can stay up to date. We're going up to update you on all of our moves throughout the round as well. Um, mate, we'll jump into mine very quickly. Um, so I've got Sam. A disclaimer, hey, yep. sorry. I only have $8,200 left in the bank. So... With some of those moves, especially with Whiteman, Whiteman, sorry, uh, he's kind of stuck there due to cap issues at the moment. But we'll see how we go with that. Yeah, he might need to free up a bit of coin, depending yep. on what's happening with Whiteman. Uh, I've got twenty nine k in the bank for everybody watching. Um, so I'm going with Sam Billings for obvious reasons. Triple game week, he's going to bat five and four. He's going to have the gloves for two games thanks to Jimmy Pearson. So I like that option. Uh, I've got Benny McDermott as my bench wicketkeeper now. This has actually been a really late change for me. I haven't had him in my team. Up until yesterday, uh, when all of this Whiteman news came out, we've got a few questions about Perth Scorchers lineup and what we think about Connolly and Whiteman and how that all plays out. So we'll talk about that soon. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm more certain on McDermott. Yes, he's on a single, but I don't need him to be on a double. Uh, I just need him to be on a single. I just need him to make me cash on my bench, and, and I'll be okay with that. Uh, for for this reason specifically, and I'll talk about it in a second. Tom Curran, absolute no brainer for me. In the batsman position, I want to try and find in my bat lineup as many bowlers as I can. Uh, we know that the fielding team gets 60% of the super coach points available and the batting team gets 40%. So I want to try and get as many people in my team that bowl as possible. Uh, Colin Munro is the exception, though. He's on a triple game week. He's going to either bat three or he's going to open. Uh, for, for me, this guy's a, a lock, as much of a lock as I can think about. Um, now, I know that in the top 20... Uh, total scorers last year. It was only dual position players that were in the top 20. But in saying that, there's a time and a place to use these batsman-only players. And I think when you're looking at double and triple game weeks, you need to plan your trades out. We can max trade. You plan your trades out to get these guys in and out of your team. Colin Munro won't be staying in my team after round one. I'll say that much. But I'm really hoping he pops off. I've got the vice captaincy on him at the moment. Now, mm -hmm. Sam Harper's an interesting one. He's actually one that I've been toying around with and playing around with a little bit. I simply have him in my team because he's locked in to open the batting in both games for the Stars. 
the Stars have a buy in round two and I can use him as my wicketkeeper loop in round two. And I think having a loophole option in your team is incredibly valuable this year, any year in BBL Supercoach. Being able to manipulate your team and be able to have a second crack at most positions I think is massive. So Sam Harper opens the door for me to be able to have him up in the wicketkeeper slot to start uh, and then I can get a second crack at a wicketkeeper bat and um, you know I can take my best option there. So I, that's why I've got Sam Harper. And also, he just whacked a third fastest 100 in Shield cricket history. Six, 100 off 63 rocks, I think it was, which is just nuts. So he's in good form. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, don't need to mention him. Cooper Connolly is basically my fallback loop option for Josh Phillippe. So I've got Josh Phillippe on the bench here. If Josh Phillippe pops off in game two, Cooper Connolly then slides down to my bowlers and Tanvir Sanger becomes Will Salesman. So he's a 42K or Nikhil Chowdhury, one of the two, whoever I feel better about at the time. They're both good loop options. Um, so I'll be able to get Philippi's points if he does well. I'll be able to fade Philippi's points if he does shit. And because he's so highly owned, I can go with the crowd. So I, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy doing that. Now, Fraser McGurk is a bit of a placeholder for me. If he doesn't bat in the top four, I will maybe move over to Jack Edwards potentially. I'm not 100% sure I do, but... I probably won't take Fraser McGurk if he is batting in the bottom six, seven, basically. So that is my batters. Now, my bowlers, I've got Jai Richardson like you, Mick. Um, put the captaincy on him. Just enjoy yourself, I think. He's, uh, he's a gun. He's a weapon. So I think if you have the cash and you can make it work, get the bloke in. I've got Sean Abbott there. Now, if there's any case that he might not be in my team, or he might not, sorry, be in the Sixers team in round one, or game one, I should say, uh, he can turn into nearly anybody. So I like having that really expensive kind of second bowler because I could easily go down to a Kane Richardson. I could go to a Tom Rogers for the Renegades. Um, anybody, the Sixers are playing the Renegades in the second game. So I could go to anybody there um, and be okay. Uh, so I've got a bit of a fallback option. And if Sab plays, then I just take him. Um, so I don't have a problem with him uh, being in my team. He was a bit of a no-brainer for me at the start of the season. So now that the word is that he's played this intra-squad game, I'm hopeful that he does line up. Uh, I've got Adam Zampa. You've got Majib. I've got Zampa. Nice little point of difference there for us. Absolutely. Zampa, the more popular option going with the crowd there, but I think the, the guy's coming off a, a world record leg-spinning World Cup campaign, so you can't argue with the form, can you? No. Um, fun fact, me and Zamps competed for the leg-spinning position for New South Wales back in the day, and I think it was 2010, 2011, so yep. beat me to it. And, as you can see, he's how, done pretty well for himself, hasn't he? How did you go? Yeah, uh, I'm a PT now. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's how I went. Yeah. So, so clearly you won that battle? I did. I did. For, Absolutely. For yeah, anyone, I fucking hate traveling the world. That'd be awful. For anyone that is listening in here and listen to one of our previous podcasts and Nate had to bring up the fact that I may have popped out my thumb while I'm putting away a gardening tool. If anyone <laughs> would like to go onto ESPN Crick Info and look at the Australia A side from... 2010, you'll see some nice photos of my co-host here, Nathan Brain, bowling some leg spin for the Australia A side against, I think it was New Zealand, is that right? Uh, it was uh, the, well, so we're up at the the sports academy, basically, like the yeah. centre of excellence, it was called. So uh, we went and we played against India A, South Africa A and New Zealand A. So mm -hmm. we played against some pretty good cricketers back then. And uh, yeah, you might you might find me. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that one. We'll leave that one. I'm going to drip feed this stuff so that people don't get to know me too much. Just just a uh, matrix in the chat. He thought you bowled express. That would be me. And that's only when yeah, I'm yeah, bowling to the mother-in-law. 
That's the <laughs> no. I thought it was to the daughter in the backyard. Oh, I thought yeah, that's what it was. Cop and bounces, mate. Yep. <laughs> Um, I've got Paul Walter and Matty Kuhneman. So I'm running with four Brisbane Heat players to start in round one. Um, both at 105, 104K. Really nice price. They're on the triple. I think both of these guys play all three games. I am a little bit concerned about Paul Walter's role, but he is my only dual position player around that price that I feel comfortable starting with. And it gives me the flexibility to be able to shuffle up and down in my batting order and my bowling for loops and other things. So um, important that I have a dual position player in the bowlers there. And uh, I've got Tanvir Sanger and Ben Menenti on my bench, mate. Sanger, gun, Ben Menenti, double game week in round two. Hopefully we get a little bit of um, news about Menenti or who wins that spot, Menenti and Boyce. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned Menenti. on that. He's, he's far and what Not that it's a hot race there in Adelaide because neither are really household names, but Cam Boyce has not been bowling well. No. Mate, that's the teams. Let's quickly um, answer some questions before we wrap this bad boy up. The NBL boys are hopping on after us, so we need to make sure we're off and ready to go so they can hop on. Anybody, NBL super coach as well, by the way. Make sure to stick around. These guys are going to be going yeah. live in the next 10 minutes, so stay with them. Um, now, let's cover these questions, mate. Uh, now, Brent is asking, good follow, uh, friend of the show as well, Brent. He, uh, he's got no bloody idea, but he appreciates our help so far. How many heat is too many heat? I'm going to I go think, and say four. Yeah, I, I was going to say four. If you've got any more than four, you're probably, you've got too many, mate. Given that they've got the triple game week round one, they've got two buys throughout the season, you're basically just playing your Brisbane Heat players round one and then you're looking to move on. So if you've got four, yep. I'm comfortable anymore and I'm starting to get uneasy. Yep, I agree. I think there's only five guys potentially, maybe even four that only play three, all three games. So I think he's yeah. uh, that those those four yeah, that we mentioned earlier in the pod are probably the go. Uh, Plowboy is asking, Corey Anderson, will he get picked early? Um, quickly answer this one. I think he does. I think he bats at five um, or six, sorry. I think he bats at six. I think Punter yep. came out um, early in the season, basically said they headhunted Corey Anderson to play that six mm -hmm. role and bowl. So mm -hmm. I think he's pretty safe, mate. Yeah, I, I just don't know whether you want to pick too many Hobart Hurricanes players on the single with their draw. Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's my only concern. Draw. The man is yep. one, the owner of one of the fastest hundreds in ODI cricket, so we can give him that, but just a shit-ass yep. draw. He, he, you know, snicks off, makes fuck all, barely bowls. Jeez. And I know he does bowl, but I don't think he bowls that much for Hobart. Yeah, yep. not worth the risk. Agreed. Uh, Ricky Edwards wants to know, mate, is Nessa worth the risk if he plays game one? What do you reckon? In 25 words or less, I'll tell you. Yes, he's worth the risk. Play him. Put the VC on him. That's all. Yep, absolutely. The man's been in brilliant form. I'll go Sean Abbott to Michael Nisa if he's named in game one. That's that's the move I'll make. Uh, Jack Booth wants to know, is Bartlett going to play all three? Uh, I think he does. Personally, I have him in every single predicted lineup for this round. Uh, I think he's one of the five players that plays all three games. Um, so Billings, Munro... Uh, Kuhneman, Walter, and Bartlett. I think those three are going to play – so those five are going to play all three games in their first round. So, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, to answer your Harper or Clark question, I've picked Clark uh, – sorry, I've picked Harper purely because I want to use the loophole in round two, but I can't argue against Joe Clark either. I think he's a really good option. Um, so, especially with the gloves in round one, hopefully Quinton de Kock doesn't play round one. Uh, that could be that could be a nice little play there. And it could be a little bit of a stepping stone to Quinton de Kock in round two or three for the double game week for Renegades. 
Um, Callum B, is it worth sitting Menenti and Short on the bench as a build-up for next week? Absolutely. I think so. Which Short? I'd say Darcy Short, I would assume, yeah. is, is yeah. the move. Because but again, you just need to make sure you need to get Matt Short in round two, right? Have to, which is part of the reason why I'm rocking with Jai Richardson on top of his already impressive round one scoring when he's playing in Geelong. That's a, just a straight swap into Matt Short, the double, the next week. 100%. Corey Blackledge wants to know, who is the best pick, Rogers versus Ty versus Berendorf? Oh, I've got a I'm going to say threat. Andrew Ty. Um, which Rogers? Tom, I'm assuming. Tom Rogers, bold. Tom but, uh, Rogers. I mean, there's two Tom Rogers, but uh, yeah, right. Melbourne Renegades, Tom Rogers, maybe, I'm assuming. Maybe, maybe I'll pick him. So I got two cracks at the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Supercatch um, won't I, know. T Rogers? No, which one? I, I'm not sure. I think Ty is the best cricketer out of a lot of them and most Supercatch relevant. Uh, Global. Hey, mate. Good to see you. Big fan yes. of the NRL and NBL podcast. He's in the and AFL I, as well. I think he's popped in. AFL. Mate, loves his super coach. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Um, he's uh, something nobody is talking about is the weather this weekend. Absolutely. Very relevant. Uh, not supposed to piss down, though. I don't know. I'm not quite sure whether you're looking at bomb or apple weather. Uh, never trust apple weather, by the way. But um, it's it's looking okay. Uh, keep an eye out in the Discord because we're going to be doing updates on weather tomorrow leading into over the whole weekend. But at the moment, my from what I've seen, the weather looks okay. So I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about it, which is good. The only the only weatherman I can trust is Oli, your family guy. Do yourself a favor yep. and have a look at him. Yeah. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Uh, Corey also wants to know who's the best bat bench. Don't really like any of them uh, to play consistently and good over the next few rounds. Yeah, tough. Jake Fraser McGurk, keep an eye on where he bats. Jack Edwards, keep an eye Jack on where he bats. Yep. Darcy Short, if you want to stash him for round two and you don't really care about him being awful, that's fine because uh, I don't think he's really going to do much. But um, I think people might be using him as excuse me as a downgrade option in round two. So keep an eye on that. I'd probably say those three guys and maybe find a loophole option in Harper or Philippi or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend that grows knees uh, has joined us. He's usually on the NBL show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, your SC underscore big horse. Is that right? I on am- Twitter? Uh, I am on Twitter, but on Supercoach, I am horses for courses, mate. So if you want a free loss, join my league so I can beat you. <laughs> Riff in. Uh, yeah. Eskenazi just... and Whiteman. I think we've covered this. Sorry to cut you off. I think we've covered That's this okay. from Aiden Green. Uh, our thoughts on Whiteman and Eskenazi and how that impacts McDermott is a better option. I do agree. I think McDermott is a better option now. Mm. Um, Asama Mir from Paul Templeton. Is Osama Mir a good choice for round one instead of Stoinis? Low ownership, Stoinis still affordable in round three. I'd probably maybe, I don't know, you tell me if you agree, but I would say that Stoinis, if he is batting in the top four, would be a better option. But if we find that he's named to bat five, go with Osama Mir and take a punt. Yep. Yep, on with that. And with the news today popping that he may bat at three, that's a really close watch there. Uh, the whisperers uh, ask me how badly I'll cry if I say Stoin roll the arm over, mate. If he's in my team, I won't cry at all. But there's a good chance I might fade the bloke. So really, yeah, really like his uh, content. Shout out to him. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Thanks for jumping in and joining us. Is Philippi a trap, Mick? Hugely owned, but seen him choke a lot. Well, we brought up the numbers before. At the moment, he doesn't. As our good friend Nathan Scoble, who's finished top 755 times in a row, has said. He might not know how to uh, or which end of the bat to hold 
he's that far out of form. So, yes, he is a truck, but you're going with the crowd. He's over 50% owned. So if he fails, most others are. Uh, four Walls and Fluoro has asked, tell me why I shouldn't run with two heat on the bench, the two riskies, Brown and Walker, and loop the better score. Uh, no, 100%. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I think the problem yep. is you've got, to, you've got to make a decision after the two games that Heat have played. You won't be able to see all of them. So um, I don't mind that, though. I like Josh Brown as a bench loop. I think you can actually just have a free crack at him if you don't have another loop option. Just chuck him on your bench at 88K. And if he doesn't go well, you just leave him there and you just play another option like a Cooper Conley or someone like that. So, I, yeah, sure. I don't mind that at all. For sure. Uh, Josh and Jot has asked, I can take Nisa and Swepson or Hardy and Connolly. Which duo is better and why is it Hardy and Connolly? Swepson ain't going to play. <laughs> yep. Beauty. We can move on from that one. Yeah. Uh, so Four Walls is asking, how can you pick Nisa when he's being rested due to injury? Um, so the word is this, he's still a chance to play game one. So we'll keep an eye on that. If he does play game one, I think he's a good option. Uh, is it a good idea, Global, to fade Munro Absolutely not. I do not think so. I think you get three bites at the cherry with this bloke in round one. He's going to bat opening or three, so he's going to bat every single game. Could take a catch or two. Quality player, international caliber player. I I don't think it's a good idea to fade him. Nope. Uh, What else have we got here? A couple of quick ones. Who's the best captain or vice-captain choice among Moses Enriques, Tom Curran, James Vincent, Kane Richardson, and Nathan Coulton-Nile? None. Tom Curran? If I had to choose from them, it's a – you know what? I'm going spicy. Given his round one form from previous years, cool denial. Fair enough. Donate it. Put your VC on a heat player and then C into cool denial in game – oh, no, cool denial is game one. You're going straight C. Potentially. Oh, VC. Oof. Okay. VC, cool denial, C, Curran. That's our answer. Northern yep. Districts, thanks for the question. Um Jack Booth, Hardy, role not good enough. We pay up for Richardson. I think so. I would much yep. rather Jai at an extra 70K than Hardy questionably bowling. That's that's probably the way I'd look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Four Walls is also not a fan of Billings and his form has been dog shit. Um, yep. I still think that with him, so with him not keeping for the whole round, I'd, I'd question it. But I think now that he's got the gloves in the first two games with Jimmy Pearson out at PM 11's duties, I like him a lot more. So I think Billings probably gets an extra 20, 30 points in that first two games just from keeping. Um, makes him more relevant for me. Do you agree? Yes. And what do we got? Last but not least, Sam Harper is a sneaky pod shots. He's in my team. I don't know whether that answers the question for you, but I, I really like him. I think he's a really good bench loop for round two. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of lads asking as well, Nate. You got the lead code there, yep. mate? Just to shout out 482. to 267. 482267 is the league code. It's the unlimited code. Get us to 400 and we'll give out a subscriber jersey of their choice at the end for the winner. Um, so jump into that one. Weekly prizes from the standard squeeze. What a time. Uh, and it's also in the description below. So everything you need is description below. All the sponsors. Thanks to the sponsors for sponsoring the show. And um, mate, that about brings us to the end, doesn't it? it NBL does. guys are probably knocking our door down trying to get on. They are. That's all right though. It's been it's been good chat. We've gone through quite a lot of injuries, news, players who aren't named in squads for round one, some of our pods, team reveals. But again, for those of you 
that have been listening in, tell your friends, tell your grandfather, your grandmother, whoever watches Supercoach, click on the Discord link down below. We're very active in there. We're very open and transparent with what we're doing with our side. So everything will be detailed in there as to what we're doing and happy to give out advice as to how we think you should roll. So it doesn't cost anything. Jump in. 100%. Um, thanks guys for watching. We really appreciate it. First live done and dusted. We'll be coming to you every single week around the back end of the week, uh, as well. So keep an eye out for that. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, jump in the discord, follow us on socials, do all those things. Give us a sub. If you haven't like the content, we'll see you next time and probably about seven days, six, seven days time for the preview for round two. Thanks for joining. Catch you later. See ya.